Hey, it's Arrow, and this is Vocal Defrag. I vocal defrag while walking through this forest in South Charlotte, North Carolina. This forest is a major part of my mind, body, and soul. It called out to me. In 1992, when I arrived, I honestly felt like, oh my God, this is what I've always felt my entire life. I'm in that place that I call home. I'm in that moment where I'm about to receive. And so when you receive something, well, what are you going to do with it? You're going to hoard it? You're not going to share it with anybody? It's a little selfish, don't you think? Vocal defragging started happening in my life in November of 2017. I had to get it out. And the way to get it out is to be bloodthirsty honest. you got to come clean, and you sit there, and you ask the questions, and you question the answers. I did that in a physical written journal. The vocal defragging part of it came out of it because people were asking me, how do you do this? Where do you find the courage, the confidence? Well, I'm not going to read from my personal journals because you would go, eh, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. So we take this walk through this forest, and that's where vocal defragging comes from. Today, the subject is something that hit me while I was in my daily writing. The subject is we spend so much time in our past, but what we need to do is we need to turn that past into something that we have passed, P-A-S-S-E-D. This actually might be a subject that we've talked about in the past, but you know what? I think it's a subject that we need to be reminded of in our present, because so many people do find this spirit of something about living in the moments of your past. My sister Susan was exactly that way. She would never let anything go. I tried to get her to understand that we're going to take that word go, and we're going to turn it into grow. We're going to grow forward. We're going to grow away. We're going to pass our past. Because there's nothing you can do about a past that has already been written. You can rewrite it all you want. You can sit there and play around with it like an editor. And sit there and say, no, I want this scene. No, this is the way that it went. But what have you got at that point in time when you're sitting in front of somebody that lived it with you and their version of the story is much different? Because I've been a daily writer since July of 1994 and a poet for many, many years before that, people have always said, you know what you're doing? You're holding on to your past. You know, that's somebody who doesn't walk in my shoes. My answer back to them is, do you know what you're doing? You think you're interpreting my story. You think that me putting words on a page is living in my past. No, what it's doing it's given me an opportunity to put down the lessons that I've learned in my present so that it, when, not if, when I get lost in the future, I can return to a moment like this and see how I worked my way through that particular storm. We all have storms. We all have those moments of doubt, fear, shame, guilt. How do you move through it? More importantly, how do you stay in the presence of now and not go back into your past. I have those moments. I had a moment yesterday with my sister Susan where it was like, okay, here we are, back in the past. And I think that's the reason why I wrote what I did this morning about we have passed our past. It's over with. You've lived it. It's a page in a very long story about life. Your life is different than my life. The only comparisons we have is we breathe, we eat, we go to the bathroom, not all of us wear shoes, not all of us drive cars, 
but we do have those other things in common. And I don't want to bring up the D word, but it's going to happen. We're all going to go through the D moment. Then what do you have? You've got a legacy, maybe, or you've got a past that other people are going to forget about. They're, they're going to have their own memories of you, your good times, your bad times, sad times, those moments where you were in question. How about those moments where you found an answer and things changed? That's what's great about leaving your past in the past. So how do you make your way through the mental storms where you can't break free of thinking about something that happened in your past? With the loss of my brother, my father, and my sister, I do have a lot of memories of all the times we had together. I find myself in a moment of mindfulness while being grateful for the times that we did have. But I don't put a lot of thought into the moments where my father turned the car around and we all went back home because someone in my family did something they shouldn't have. What about all the stupid stunts that I did on the air? The things that I thought would be a funny joke, when in reality it was never a joke. It just made me look kind of stupid. Or at least that's the way I judge it today. It's like, dude, I, I would have tuned you out ages ago. I'm sure my 29 years of journal writing is blessed with the opportunity of getting a place to write about stupid stuff. While writing this morning, I wrote, the reason why I write in church is because while I'm receiving, I am releasing. In other words, I'm making room. If you're going to be stuck in your past and you're not passing it, but you're staying there in your past, do you feel bloated? Do you feel lost? Do you feel like there's nothing else to explore? And the reason why is because everything that you want to explore, you don't have room for. So kind of tell yourself that. Make it a little mantra. My past is something that I have passed. We're beyond it. We're growing into a new area of life. And yes, there's going to be changes and challenges. And we're going to walk into walls and we're going to face mountains. And the lightning is going to be so sharp and hot that it's going to burn your butt. But you're moving. You're growing forward. My past is something I've already passed. Grow forward. And you do that by asking questions. And then question the answers. Be honest with yourself. I mean, be bloodthirsty honest with yourself. Because if you can't, then you know what? You're going to rewrite the story. And you're going to fit it into a little box. Make it look all nice and pretty. And you're going to say, this is the way that it was. And then someone's going to come by and say, wow. Wow, that's, that's not the way it was. Let me tell you what I got out of the story. Hmm. Hmm. Been there? I have. I have. Ask the questions, question the answers. I invite you to do the vocal defrag. And the reason why vocal over writing, because I want you to write as well. But the reason why is because the words on a page don't come with pitch, volume, and tone. It's not you. It is, but it isn't. Anybody can come by in your years after, and they're going to read it, and they're going to get their own side of the story. But if you vocalize it, oh my God, it's your voice. It's, it's your passion. It's your drive. It's your worry. It's your stink. Yeah, your stink. Ask the questions. Question the answers. I'm Errol. That's Vocal Defrag.